welcome back to Spanish Answers, episode 13, where we're continuing our deep dive into El Voseo. I know, it's been a long journey, but we're finally at the point where we can talk about how you actually use it in the present tense. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started. Okay, so quick recap. In the first episode of this series, in episode 11, we did a really brief overview slash introduction of Voseo, kind of talked about where it's used, what it is, all of that. And then in episode 12, our last episode, we talked about its history. So how it came from Spain, how it evolved there, and then came to Latin America and kind of what it looks like a bit today. So if you've missed any of those episodes, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to them if you're interested in El Voseo. If you're not, then obviously you're probably going to want to skip this episode too. Anyways, let's talk about the three main endings in the present tense for el voseo. So you've got the AR, ER, and IR verbs. And the main three endings are as, es, and is. So for AR endings, it's A with an accent mark, S, as. With ER endings, verb endings that is, there's E with an accent mark and S. With IR verb endings, there's I with an accent mark and S. So let's talk a little bit with some examples to help clarify. Starting with llamar, which is an AR ending verb, you would have yo llamo, tu llamas, él, ella, o usted llama, nosotros llamamos, vosotros llamáis, ellos, ellas, o ustedes llaman, y vos llamas. So as you can see there, the A and the S replace the AR in the verb ending. With an ER verb, like aprender, it's yo aprendo, tú aprendes, él, ella, o usted aprende, nosotros aprendemos, vosotros aprendéis, ellos, ellas, o ustedes aprenden, and vos aprendéis. For IR verb endings, like abrir, it's yo abro, tú abres, él, ella, o usted abre, nosotros abrimos, vosotros abrís, ellos, ellas, o ustedes abren, and vos abrís. There's really two ways that you can think of how you conjugate the vos form of these verbs. And for those of you who are familiar with vosotros, you just remove the added I for an A-R-E-R -E verb. Or, if you're not familiar with vosotros, then all you have to do is add an accent mark to the tu version, making sure that on the I-R verb endings, you change the E for an I. Clear as crystal, right? One of the best things I've found about the vos conjugation is, unlike all the rest of the conjugations, there are only three irregular endings. So if you've been studying verb conjugations for a while, this has got to make your little heart happy because I can tell you it definitely made mine. For example, tener has a bunch of changes. That's uh, really what happens when you have a verb that's used all the time. They tend to morph a little bit more than the rest of the verbs. So tener becomes tenés, not tienes. So you don't add that special I in there like you do for tienes, tiene. You don't do any weird changes like tengo, it's just tenés. And the same can be said with contar. So instead of changing it to cuentas, it's contas. Again, instead of doing cuentas, like cuenta, cuentas, 
all of that, it's contas, C-O-N-T-A with an accent mark, S. Oh, and just to be consistent, tenes is T-E-N-E -E with an accent mark, S. So what are these three irregular endings you're asking? I'm so glad you asked. They're ser, which becomes sos. It's ir, which becomes das. And there's haber, which becomes as. That's H-A-S. Remember, in Spanish, you don't really say the H. Maybe if you have a special dialect, you would, but majority of the time, the H is silent. So, sos, das, as. I love it. So, if you're looking at this on YouTube, we've got just a quick recap slide from when we talked about where is voceo used by Latin American country. And I don't really have enough time for this episode to go back there and recap all of the different countries. So I did want to bring this slide up if you want to look at it, but highly recommend that you listen to episode 11 again if you want a refresher on where we use voceo and where we use tuteo and where we use Anyways, the reason why I bring this up is because these countries also sometimes conjugate vos a little bit differently. Now, don't panic, it's not that bad, but there definitely are some differences. While most of them do follow the as, es, and is forms that we just talked about, and let's call them the average layout, just for clarity. Definitely not an official term, just making that up as I go. So. If you were to look at all the countries, minus the Antillas and Belize, because I don't have any data for them, so if you have any information on those, please let me know. But anyways, looking at all of the countries, minus those two, let's talk a little bit about their differences. To start off with, a little bit easier, in Cuba and Panama, the difference lies only with the AR and ER ending verbs. So in these countries, instead of adding AS and S, you add A with an accent mark, I, S. And then you add E with an accent mark, I, S. And the S may or may not happen. You might say it, you might not. For example, instead of saying yamas, it would be yamay or yamis. And for aprender, instead of aprendes, it would be aprendeis or aprendei. But the IR verb ending is basically still is, I with an accent mark, S. It's still the same. Moving on to Bolivia and Venezuela, this is also true, but the difference for them is that the S is always pronounced. But this is only true for certain parts of the country. In Bolivia, for example, it's true in the western and southern areas, and in Venezuela, it's true in the state of Zulia. But the rest of these two countries use really the more widespread conjugations of the present indicative, or the average layout for vos, the as, es, and is. So, in Bolivia and Venezuela, you would say llamais, aprendeis, and abris, but only in those certain parts. In Ecuador, it's the same as these parts, except that it changes the er ending from e with an accent mark, is, to i with an accent mark, s. That's right, it gets rid of the e completely and basically makes the ending the same as an ir verb ending. So, Aprender, instead of being aprendes, it's now aprendis. And abrir, well, it's still abris. But that's only in the Sierra part of Ecuador. The coastal area and the province of, of Esmeraldas 
Those areas use the average layout. Lastly, Chile. And it's the exact same conjugation as the Sierra part in Ecuador, with the A with an accent mark, I-S, I with an accent mark, S, and I with an accent mark, S. So you've got Yamais, Aprendiz, Abris. But the only difference is that for all three verb endings, the S isn't necessarily pronounced. So, Yamai or Yamais, Aprendi or Aprendiz, Abri or Abris. Let's just kind of wrap that all up into a little bow, shall we? Things that you really should note for the present tense. With the IR verb ending, it's really the same in each country with the exception of Chile's E with a potential S. And then for all exceptions regarding AR verbs, the ending is always going to be either AIS or AI. That A with an accent mark, I, S. Or maybe no S. And remember, these are just the rules for remembering the exceptions. The rest of the time, it's going to be this plain and simple as, es, is ending. Yamas, aprendes, abris. Now, for almost all exceptions regarding the ER verb endings, the ending is always either E with an accent mark, IS, or E with an accent mark, I, no S. So, ace or A. The exception to this rule of all the exceptions, oh, um, is that for specific regions of Chile and Ecuador, where the ER ending is the same as the IR ending, so it's ES or E. Basically then, really all you have to remember for the AR, ER, and IR exceptions to the AS, ES, and ES is to say AIS or AIS or ES. So A with an accent mark IS, E with an accent mark IS, or I with an accent mark S. Yamais, aprendeis and abris. And you'll pretty much always be right. After all, the S can or cannot happen, so if you just say ais or ais or even is in all these countries, it will be correct. The only exception to that rule is that of Ecuador and Chile. So the ER endings there, remember, is the same as the IR verb. So there you have to say is. All right, well, hopefully that sums it all up for you nicely and in a lovely pink bow. If you would like to research even more than we already have the Boseo form, then definitely look at the links and research notes I have, well, mainly just links, for this episode. So they'll be in the show notes. And I definitely recommend the How to Use Tu, Usted, and Vos in Spanish-speaking countries by Zef Snap and a brief guide to regional variation of the forms of address tu, vos, usted in Spanish by Learn Spanish with Andrew because those were extremely helpful. They also talk about Latin American countries and how vos is different in each area. Let me know if you find this helpful or if you have questions or if you noticed any mistakes. I'm always open to correcting those for sure. That pretty much is all for today. So if you still have questions on this topic or if there are other things you would like me to talk about, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And if you never want to miss another episode, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Also, while you're there, if you liked this episode or you think that there are ways that we can improve, please leave me a review or a comment or hit the like button. It is appreciated. This episode is produced by Language Answers Limited at www.languageanswers.com. 
I am the owner. I'm a translator from Spanish into English, a podcaster, and an English editor. So if you have any documents that need translating or would like to run your document by an editor before submitting it, maybe you've got a business document, maybe you have a school document, please go to www.languageanswers.com for your free quote. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode helped you and you should definitely go out and start practicing your voceo on everyone and anyone who will listen to you. All right, have fun. All right, well, hopefully your head's not reeling from all of the different ways that you can use a voceo and conjugate it across all the different Latin American countries. Hopefully it's not. And if it is, please be sure that you, well, if you're watching this, you're already on YouTube. But if you're listening to this through the podcast, then I highly recommend that you go to YouTube and you look at the different graphics that are there so that you can kind of get a more visual look as to all the differences. Because really, when you break it down, they're not that complicated. It's just there's a lot all at once. So I hope this episode has helped you learn a bit more about El Voceo. Next episode will still be in El Voceo, but my plan is to finally finish it up. And we'll talk a little bit more about the different ways you can conjugate it in past tense, in subjunctive, in conditional, imperative, all of those. So, so I'll see you in two weeks, and I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July. Oh, and uh, I should have by then my summer cup, which I have failed to get in time. Sadness. But yes, I hope you have a wonderful, happy 4th, and great Independence Day. Hopefully lots of fireworks. Bye.